Good day, everybody. Joshua Perek Tet, chapter 9 of the book of Joshua. The previous chapter has ended with the complete destruction of the city of Ai. In the aftermath of that, we read at the beginning of our chapter how all of the kings of Canaan, hearing of what has happened to both Yericho and to the Ai, come together. To wage war against Joshua and Israel, with a single mouth, literally, in other words, completely united. And it's context that we then have the following fascinating story of our chapter, which is about the group which are not completely united with the kings of Canaan, a group of the, called the Givonim. Givon a number of towns somewhat north of Yerushalayim, not that far north, within probably 30 kilometers. But rather than presenting themselves as such, they disguise themselves as travelers from a great distance with clothes which are dirty from the way, with old skins of wine and the like. And they come to Yahushua and they say, Avadecha anachnu, we are your servants. Yahushua asks who they are, where they are from, and they say, We've come from a very land. We've heard what God did for you when you left Egypt. They sound quite similar to Yitro, quite similar to Rachav, but rather than presenting themselves as local inhabitants of the land, they say, we have come from a far-off land. And if that is so, therefore we want to make a pact of peace with you, which Yehoshua then duly signs. After a few days, however, it becomes clear that this was a ruse and a deception, and in fact these are not travellers from a distant land, but rather from just a few kilometres north. And Israel and Yehoshua confront them with anger, and they say to them, Why did you deceive us? Saying you are distant from us. And the Givonim answer that we were terrified. We were scared that you would destroy us. You are destroying the rest of the inhabitants of the land. And so we got you to do this. And indeed, Israel are now bound by their oath, having sworn in the name of God, that they are unable to harm the Givonim. And so the Givonim remain as a part of the land of Israel, seemingly absorbed into the Jewish people, and given the work of Chotvei Etzim V'Sho'avei Mayim, the choppers of wood, the hewers of water, sorry, hewers, hewers of wood and the drawers of water, it's not quite clear whether this is meant to seem a lowly job because it is actually for a very elevated purpose, Lemizbeach Hashem, for the altar of God, Ad Hayom Hazer, until this very day. Something which is rather confusing is why Yehoshua would be surprised at what they have done. Yehoshua says to them as if he is upset, How could you deceive us? And isn't the answer that the Givonim give? so obvious. We deceived you because we were terrified for our life, seeing what you are doing to the rest of the land. Why could Yahushua express such surprise? So, one could 
use the suggestion, which is advanced by, or at least is possible by, a comment of the Talmud Yerushalmi. The Talmud Yerushalmi in Masechet Shvi'it tells us that rather an all, than being an all-out war against all of the native inhabitants of the land, as might be the impression that one gets from the book of Yehoshua, in fact, different proclamations were sent before Israel entered into the land to the Canaanite inhabitants. Three different ones, saying as follows. The first stated, whoever wants to leave, let him do so. The second stated, whoever wants to conclude peace, let them do so. The third one said, whoever wants to wage war, let them do so. In other words, all-out war, unconditional war against the inhabitants of the land, was not the absolute definition of what the the inevitable uh, result of what was going to happen. Rather, there were those who had the options to leave and those who had the options to wage peace. And that is, as the comment in the Yerushalmi says, exactly what the Gibbonim do. They are given this option, in which case one could now understand Yehoshua's surprise. Why would they have done this, given that they would have a more straightforward option? They don't need to disguise themselves as in order to have peaceful terms. They could actually just say, we are local inhabitants, and having received your proclamation, we would like to have a peace treaty. So Rabbi Michael Hatton, friend of ours and uh, author of a wonderful book on Yehoshua, makes the following interesting suggestion, that the reason why the Gibbonim did not present themselves as they were, but rather disguised themselves, was not because of what Yehoshua would say, but rather because of what the Canaanim would say. That being united in their resolve to wage war against Yehoshua and the rest of the people, had they seen within themselves a group who was willing to have a peace treaty with Israel, they would doubtless have attacked them, as in fact they then do in the next chapter. By disguising themselves, they are able to buy time for themselves, and therefore not incite the wrath of those who are waging a much more aggressive strategy against Am Yisrael and Yehoshua. This comment of the Yerushalmi, which might seem to be at odds with the simple reading of the book of Yehoshua, which seems to be that the only option was war, we will return to it later on in future recordings and try to think how it might play out. Wishing everybody a wonderful day.